Parenting Radio, take three. Hi, my name's Todd. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kathy. We're talking about something very heavy and sad today. Are we? Bullying. Yes. There's a movie coming out. It's right. called Bullying. It's called Bully. Oh, Bully. Right. B-U-L-L-Y. And it's about bullying. Yes. And it's a documentary. Yes. So it's not just a movie, but it's actually real stories or story. It's going to be in theaters this Friday. You're right. In three days. Correct. And we think it's a hot topic, so we're jumping on <laughs> we're jumping on the bandwagon. You're making it so not obvious that we think it's a hot topic. Hey, that we if should I talk am about. nothing other than honest to our audience, then I'm something. Well, let's put it this way: it's a very relevant topic, yeah, and so it's worthy of our discussion. It is, and I don't know how much I'm going to be able to help because I don't feel like I was a bully, and I don't feel like I was bullied that often. I think that you were that you would not. Um, define the things that happened to you as being bullied. Right. But I think if you were to really go back and think about experiences you had in elementary school, middle school, maybe even in college mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, you we could pinpoint it and call it bullying. I think a lot of things we accept and we just say, well, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like we're trying to create a situation. Right. It's just a lot of things that I accepted and just thought were my fault or things that I just kind of dealt with. Now, in hindsight, I was, you know, it was a bullying situation. And I also don't understand, um, I mean, I do understand, but I've never experienced cyberbullying, but I can understand why that is like 10 times worse because at least the bullies when we were little kids, they would have to do it in front of the person to your face. They'd have to look you in the eye and do it. Which took some guts. Um, Nowadays, you can be spineless and be a bully. Right. And, and, and the, um, you can bully people you don't even know. And the cancer. And what I mean by that is the amount that other people can jump on that bandwagon right. is like, I don't, like I said, our kids are too young. At least we haven't really experienced it right here. Well, our kids aren't on the internet yet. They don't have Facebook accounts. They don't have email addresses yet, but I'm sure that people listening who have children who are on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it may be, um, their kids have experienced that in some way, shape or form. And sometimes it's from people, you know, and sometimes it's from people you don't know. Well, and we do have one small experience we can share. One of our kids came home and somehow we heard that one kid was getting uh, picked on because of the food in their lunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's small. It wasn't a big deal, but um, our child really didn't do anything about it. Like she wasn't doing it, but she wasn't standing up for the person who was getting made fun of or whatever. Right. And that's like the very small baby steps towards bigger things as they grow right. up. Well, put it. let's say it this way. It was a great teachable moment because really our daughter was young enough that when she said, well, I'm just not doing anything, I didn't blame her. Right. Meaning I wasn't like, you need to do this and this because... You know, you're in that situation. Sometimes we as adults have to put ourselves back in their shoes and, and think, did we do that? And how hard and it how is. And how hard that is. And so there was no blame. We weren't frustrated with her, but we did give her options of what she could do. Right. And it wasn't necessarily to stand up to the bully. It was to support her friend. Right. Even if it wasn't to say, don't say that to my friend, if the bully came and went or if the, you know, if her friend was feeling uncomfortable, to support her friend, to even put her hand or, you know, her arm around her yeah, friend or to, to smile at her friend, just to let her her know that you're there with her right. and that you support her it doesn't mean you have to go to fight for her and what do you think is uh, do you think that one is better than the other do you think it would be better if our kid stood up and said hey that's not right or do you think it's better just to say lay low and then afterwards then you extend your arm around the person's shoulder I think it's asking a lot to tell a child to um, 
you know, in in the face of that kind of experience to say you need to stand up for this other person because it's the right thing. Now, we can talk through that scenario and say you could do this. Right. I mean, you know, if that was something she felt like she could do. But not because we're telling her to do that. Right. Some kids have the personality right. where they're like, hey, listen, this isn't okay. And, and well, we know. have friends, even as adults. We have friends that are much more in your face. Yes. And we have friends that are much more. And so the thing is, is just like we always say on the show, you got to know your child's personality and you got to know because this is somebody, this is our daughter who I can't imagine her doing that. She mm-hmm. doesn't like confrontation. Right. And that doesn't mean that she then jumps on the bandwagon and starts making fun of people too. It means how can you be supportive mm-hmm. or how can you show your love in a way that fits your personality? Right. And it may be to support your friend. And right. part of that is to not tease her and not jump on that bandwagon. And part of it is to then when she's feeling uncomfortable, which she may be, to let her know you're with her and that you'll always be her friend. I feel like that can be just as great. So, you know, but this was a good teachable moment where we could talk through that. But I get get a little frustrated when parents say, well, I tell my kid that they have to do this and they have to do that. And it's like, well... That's really asking a lot. Right. Um, it doesn't mean they can't. It doesn't mean that's a bad thing to do. It's it's kind of a hard thing to talk about because it's not a criticism of parents so much. It's a put yourself in their shoes at that age. Right. And we as adults, sometimes we look at our children's actions from the eyes of an adult mm-hmm. and say, well, you just tell that kid to buzz off. Right. Do people say buzz off no, anymore? No, they don't. You just tell that kid to back off. Yeah, and that's a little bit better. Thank you. It's a little more current. Yeah, listen, Buster. Listen, Buster. Um, buzz off. Get your, get your damn, damn hands, hands off her. <laughs> Name that movie and you get a free, free visor. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, actually, those visors are kind of collecting some yeah, dust. Yeah, we've sold two. Yes, but it's to two of the best fans in the world. I know, true. Um, but anyway, so my point is, is that you can't. What was I saying? I was talking about Buster. No, I was. Wasn't I talking about that? Adults are asking children. Oh, as adults, we have to look at our children's experience through their eyes right. and not just assume that everything is so easy. That these are kids who are possibly older than them. Mm-hmm. These are peers mm-hmm. that they don't feel like having conflict with. Right. This is their daily experience going to that school. Right. You know, and so to ask them to all of a sudden get into an argument or confrontation is just a lot to ask. Well, and I think we forget how hard it is being at school. It is. It's it was scary and you know, I, I did a solid two minutes of uh, research before recording this podcast. Solid. Two or three minutes. And, like, there's, I don't know, three million kids a month are absent from school because they're scared to go. Because of bullying, yeah. Um, and 13, uh, 13, million, oh, three, 13 million kids every year get bullied or something right. like that. And now, and here's the interesting thing. Let's talk about a bully real quick because I feel like this is super sure. important for people to understand. Okay. A bully, and that, and a bully can come in many shapes and forms. They can be someone who are who's physically aggressive, who threatens to your face, like you said, kind of the old school like bully, like Biff from like Biff. from Back to the Future. Exactly. Um, I love Biff. Make like a tree and make like a tree and get, get out, out of here. here. Um, you know, there can be a bully like that, or it can be a cyber bully, or it could be the kind of bully that gossips and starts rumors that mm-hmm. it's a little more behind your back or two-faced. Like in that, that creep way. Felix Brown. <laughs> yeah, just like that creep Felix Brown. Um, actually, it wasn't. Felix Brown, who was a creep, it was the campaign manager, manager for Greg Brady. For Greg Brady that wanted to start a rumor. Yeah. See, that's a kind of bullying thing to do. Right. My point is, is that a, a bully is someone who is extremely insecure. Right. And a lot of people have a hard time understanding that. They think if someone's bullying that they're confident or they're strong right. or that they feel like they're cool. Right. And it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. It is somebody who feels so 
unsure of themselves and so not sure that they can be impactful and have friends and, you know, make it on their own that they have to use some kind of fear tactic or they have to use some kind of threat to make sure people stay by them. Right. And, you know, and we all know what that looks like. You know, that can be a mean girl or a girl who wants to be popular, who is the one who, you know, talks, has rumors or, um, not has rumors, tells rumors, um, starts rumors or, you know, who says I'm going to have this party and I'm only going to invite these people. And, you know, it's, it's a, insecurity it's a feeling of not being complete of needing to make other people uncomfortable so they feel better right. and if we understand that then we can go into these experiences with our children because all children are going to have something mm-hmm. where you know someone doesn't treat them sure. well and and our children will probably have moments where they for lack of a better term bully somebody else right and may not even know either jump you know Join in the group, like yeah. we were talking about, or Guilt do something. Guilt by association. My mom always used to say, well, you're guilty by association. Right. I couldn't stand that, but go ahead. Well, and you know, she's right that sometimes just being there and standing there and standing behind the people who are causing harm is not, it's not a good choice. Right. And so like, you know, our daughter's situation that we were talking about, she was basically just sitting there. She had nothing to do with the people who were saying anything. You know, she was just there. And so her, you know, experience, what we told her to do was just support your friend. Now, if she was in a group mm-hmm. and that group was taunting mm-hmm. another child and my my daughter was standing by, you know, with that group and being kind of part of it, I would struggle with that a lot more. Right. So that's different. Right. You know, there's all sorts of different ways that this can, you know, even though, like you said, they probably will have that experience. Yeah. And that's something we have to understand about our kids, just like when... Our- well, and you think how many parents out there know that their son or daughter is a bully? I think we, I think 95% of us parents think that our kids are going, most likely going to be the victim of being a bully. Sure. When in fact, half of the parents out there are the parents of the bullies, and right. the other half are the parents of the non-bullies. Well, and the interesting thing is, is unfortunately, um, a lot of times a child who bullies comes from a family where their parents are bullies, right. and they may not be bully- bullies in the obvious way, but they may parent in a threatening way. They right. may parent in an insecure way or use fear to get their children to do right. things. So this goes back to we don't parent or you and I do our best not to parent from a place of guilt, shame, or fear. Right, because what are the, what then are we teaching our children to do? To be afraid. And to use that. guilt, shame, and fear to get their way. Right. So if we as parents, again, you guys got to remember that your children, they learn how to live life by watching how you live your life. Now what that means is they learn how to deal with problems by watching how you deal with problems. Right. And if you deal with problems by using guilt, shame, and fear, that's what they're going to do. Right. And you can look at them and say, where did you learn that? Or how, why would you say that? And you really have to turn, you know, look in the mirror and not sit there and beat yourself up, but say, okay, I need to use some new tools. Right. Because if you want your children to be nice, if you want that, and it doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes. Right. You can do everything right. And your ch- the point I was going to make before, just like, you know, we were saying every child probably says something negative about someone or bullies or gossips at some point in their life. It's just like the two-year-old who hits. Mm-hmm. You know, all the parents freak out when their two-year-old hits. Like, I can't believe my child would hit. Every child tries hitting. It's a coping. It's a, it's a way to get what you want. Right. Ooh, hit. I got it. Yeah. You know, so the kid gave it to me. Right. And so we have to realize that in peer relationships, rumors, gossiping, bullying, those kind of things often get tried to see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Most kids realize 
it feels really crappy. Mm-hmm. Or if they have it done to them, right. they say, I'm never going to do that to anybody. Right. So they learn pretty quickly. But if we find out our child has done something or said something, the whole shaming them for it. Mm-hmm. I- instead, it's a conversation. Tell me why that right. happened. Right. What made you think you needed to do that? What right. made you use that when this is your friend? You know, it's cr- starting a conversation so they feel like they can come to you right. when they struggle. Because if they're using that, they're struggling. Well, and it's funny because within my two minutes of research that I did before the podcast. It was extensive. It was extensive. It says most kids are for- far more likely to talk to their peers about bullying than their parents. Yeah. Um, help me understand why. I think bullying, when a child is being bullied, it can be embarrassing. Well, think about it. Let's say JC gets bullied. Mm-hmm. Of course we're going to talk to the school. And then, of course, the school is going to talk to whoever's bullying JC. And if I'm JC, I'd be like, oh, man, this sucks. Cause now well, think- now you're jumping to a form of bullying where you would think our child is is unsafe. Yeah. Or that there's Because I wouldn't jump from she's being bullied, I'm going to call the school. Okay. It could, well, let's, if, let's talk about that. Why wouldn't you do that? What would you do well, first? Well, it depends. We're speaking in generalities. Like, if she, it depends on what it looked like. If there let's was a make, girl. Let's make up a scenario. Well, if there's a girl who wasn't being nice to her, being making unkind, fun of her making clothes. fun of her, something like that. We've got to start with what she can do, okay. not about her fighting back. So it's not like you. So what you're saying is because I don't know. I haven't thought about this. This hasn't happened to us yet. Instead of us instantly jumping, you know, we become very reactive, right? Which isn't a good thing. So you're right. saying use this as an opportunity for discussion instead of saying I'm going to go talk to the school and this is yeah because right. what you know I know the school can do something and if it was really extreme I'd make them aware and we would have a discussion. I'm not saying that's off the table. But that's not I'm the saying first that's, thing you do. That's going from zero to sixty. Right. It's like well let's wait a second. What can we do here? And it could be someone who had been her friend. We may, we may know her this child's parents. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of places and a lot of times I think because of TV movies and such and and again I think this documentary bully that we're talking about is going to have some pretty extreme situations. Right. We get so fearful that it's going to escalate really fast and so we get really worried and jump on it and think about it all the time when a lot of times things can be discussed worked through um, and taken care of in a way that makes it not a big deal now in many cases it does become a big deal and you have to use other methods yeah you got a bunch of tools in your toolbox and one tool is talk to your child good discussion with your child figure out what they can do if that if they're like hey mom i'm doing all this stuff and it's not working okay so let's find out from you know what's going on with this child maybe talk to the parent remember the part in different strokes where arnold's getting bullied and then willis Hmm. um decides that he's going to take care take things into his own hands Take it into his own hands, okay? And then he ends up in the hospital. Be- really? Yeah, because he got beat up by the guys that were bullying Arnold. Wow. You know what? I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I vaguely do. Well, Was it a two-parter? It may, may have been a two-parter. I'm seeing a to-be-continued underneath the yeah, beeping of the, the hospital 30-minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I said that other than that Willis thought he And was, that's a pretty extreme example. Right. I mean, I think in some areas, um, you know, we live in the Chicago area, and I'm sure, you know, we hear about, you know, schools where there's shootings and kids being shot outside their, you know, outside their school, outside their home. Obviously, there's some extreme situations where that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about your typical um, suburban or... Um, I don't even know what's typical anymore, Todd, to be honest mm. with you. I, I'm just talking Not about situations that situation, are... Because most odds are most of the people listening to this, including us, are probably not going to be faced with an extreme situation. We need to be prepared if it happens. Right. It's, but but right. we're more talking about the... T- 
teasing, teasing. Uh, making children feel bad, cyberbullying, rumors, gossiping, um, you know, talking, making fun of you for something that a part of your, you know, one of your facial features or something like that, something that's more traditionally, and I'm saying that in quotes, bullying mm-hmm. rather than violence, which is a totally different discussion. So I remember getting bullied when I was a little kid because I was way too cool. Oh, come on. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I was going to say, say hey, was, you're too cool, You're Todd. way too cool. We can't, we can't, we can't be around so, you so we because you're too you. cool. So I, I want to ask you you're something. You're like the Fonz. Hey. That's our second Fonz Quote? comment on Zen Parenting Radio. There we go. He's just such an icon. Not enough. Hey. Um, I want to ask you about something that um, brought a memory back to me when okay. we were talking about this. But before we do that, I want to talk about Tree of Life chiropractic care and okay. then about the workshops we have coming up. Okay. Let's talk about Tree of Life first because I have a good story. Let's hear it. Okay. So the bad part of this story is the fact that Skylar got strep throat. Yes. She was surrounded by strep throat. She had a child that she played with that had strep throat, and she there were kids at her school that had strep throat. And so it wasn't too much of a shocker when right. it happened. Total bummer, though, because it was right before we went on vacation. But um, she. But what I was so happy about is the day that she started to come down with the symptoms, that day we happened to go to see Dr. Kelly and right. get an adjustment. Just so happened it was the same day. So when she started to feel really bad, like when we knew that she had a fever, mm-hmm. in my head I'm like, okay, she got an adjustment today. Right. Meaning that it not it's not necessarily going to keep the bacteria of strep away, mm-hmm. but I knew that she was in the best alignment she could be in. You know, immune system. Immune system was ready to is go. Getting back in order. And but on that note, she still, of course, had medication. Right. You know, we took her to the doctor. You have strep, you get medication. But she was well. What? That, well, she threw up that night before. Right. At like midnight. Right. And then by the evening of that day, because my mom was babysitting. An early evening. Yeah. So maybe was, like twelve hours. She was already getting good. rid of it. Right. Now, some of that may have to do with the amoxicillin, but of course. some of it may have had to do with Dr. Kelly. It probably had to do with all three, but I'll just tell you mentally, because I'm such a believer in chiropractic, it was just one thing that made me feel better. Right. I just knew that immune system-wise, she was in a better place to fight this. Right. Um, and that you know her things were already moving and shaking. How would she, you get a hold of Dr. Kelly if you were a mom who wanted to get their kids into the chiropractic? I chiropractic? would go to her website, which is chirotree.com, right. or right. you'd go on our Facebook page or if you get our newsletter we have her on our newsletter there's just a million ways all right and then we have some workshops coming up okay uh, workshop um, well number one family yoga yep. April 13th it's a Friday Friday 13th, Friday 13th. Jason 13th. Voorhees. you can't forget it because it's Friday the 13th and that's at the daily method then the next day April 14th I'm doing a workshop for moms this is just for moms called raising daughters who love themselves and it actually is connected to our topic today there we go because it's about self-esteem and body image and a lot of the things that bullying surrounds especially for girls so raising children who love themselves or raising daughters who love themselves it's just about daughters and then we got so much input about can my husband come to this and we said no and we said no because men aren't cool no not that because i we felt like there should be a separate one for dads because even though a lot of it will be overlap some of it is very specific to men and raising daughters and some of the things they gotta figure out and be ready for nothing negative but just being on the you know not being reactive, but being proactive. And that is on May 19th, which is also a Saturday. And that's being given by me and you. That's you and I together. I don't have the guts to do something like this by <laughs> myself. Well, it's. I think it'll be effective from both of us. I, I really so. do. And this is but all. But you're not having me be part of the woman's thing. 
No, I'm not. Are you being a sexist right now? No. Are I, you discriminating against your husband? I don't. I think that this is something we've discussed before. This is my work. Okay. This is my job. This right. is what I've trained for my whole life. Check. And you are good at this too, but you are also, you, this. you're not a social worker and no. a parent coach no. and all those things. Am I an author? No. No. So, but you're good at this stuff. Do I have my degree in education? No, you no. don't. So my point is, is but that this I, is my work. But I, but I am cool. You are cool and you are a very, um, you're go. fantastic Supportive, speaker adjectives, and great dad and yep. all of that stuff. And you're, you are good at talking to people about things that are going on in their lives. Thank so you, I appreciate your support. You know what you're good at? What? Writing. Thank you. Um, and you write good books, and everybody should go buy a book. Okay, self-aware parent. Part one and two. Yeah, go to my website, kathycadams.com. And Easter's coming up. Easter present. Yeah. Easter Bunny loves to bring the, the book. Fits nicely in the Easter basket. It does. Your children are love it. Actually, I just had a nine-year-old boy, one of my favorite people, um, little O, who told me my book is on his top ten list there of best go. books. And he's read lots of books. He has. I t he told me it was better than The Hunt for Red October. Wow. Which that's... Probably easier to understand, too. Yes, I'm sure. But I just thought that was adorable. Okay. So anyway... Um, so here's my question. Okay. I remember having a conversation with you a long time ago, and I think it was about bullying. We were watching a show, and it was something about how one of the tools parents can have is by, let's say a kid is really getting bullied mm -hmm. in a community mm -hmm. or in a school. I think one of the tools that the mom brought up was possibly um, letting their kid stay where they are, but yet do things outside of the school, like in a park district mm -hmm. or even outside the community. Do you remember that? I at totally all? do. It was I actually went to see a speaker it was probably two years ago, year and a half ago. She was in, she showed up in our community. She has written some books and she was bullied herself mm -hmm. all through high school and so she's written all these books and kinda leads the charge on bullying. And one of her experiences, one of the best things that she talked about the things that her parents did not do. Right. But one of the things they did do is they allowed her to get involved in activities that were not in her community. So, for example, we live in Elmhurst and you can have your child be involved. You know, she's in our, your child is in the school district and then you can have them be involved in activities within Elmhurst. But what her parents did is they took her to the community next door, right. like whatever suburb or town is next door. They signed her up for activities there. None of the kids knew her. Mm -hmm. She made all those friends. And so it gave her a sense of stability, like right. I have friends in another place. Now, the nice thing is, is just... Would anybody consider that running away from your problems? Oh, gosh, no. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't. Right. Maybe somebody does, but she still has to go to school. She still has to deal with this. But my goodness, let's give our kids at least some stability and a sense of Safe. being with right. someone. Safeness. I mean, Safety. you know, you and I talk a lot about how really for kids, having one really good friend is really is all you need really all you need think about it i know would you rather have 20 okay friends or one awesome friend? or 20 friends you kind of trust or you don't or you think they're going to blow you off or right. you're like i'm not sure if they really like me or one best friend you can completely be yourself around mm -hmm. and you know to have more than that is a gift mm -hmm. i mean to have one is a gift to have even more than that is amazing so it's kind of like uh, how bill murray and meatballs said to rudy gurner mm -hmm. if you make one good friend a summer you're doing okay that's pretty darn good and he was saying that because he bill murray's character i forget his name and rudy became good friends yeah and but he was kind of like his count he got camp counselor he got bullied rudy did yeah oh for sure yeah. and i think bill murray running that camp he probably was a kid who got bullied too which is why he really took to rudy he went to my high school Bill Murray? Yes. Awesome. Loyola Academy. Loyola. Yeah. He's an interesting man, Bill he Murray. He and I shared uh, the same English teacher, Mr. Bandikari. Really? He's a very odd fellow. Really? But he was a pretty good teacher. You learn a lot? 
Uh, he taught me how to write, and now I don't really write much anymore. So you write with your left hand, and you always kind of smear the ink. Yes, well, that's another. You're an ink smear. We're discriminated against because everybody else gets to write with the right hand and not smear stuff. Right. And I have to drag it all the way across. So lefty pride. Right okay, here. lefty pride. Shout it loud. Shout it loud and shout it proud. Well, it's you know, keeping on Bill Murray for a second. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies. Obviously, because it's on all the time, so I've seen it now a million times, but just the deeper meaning behind Groundhog Day and that experience that he has and what he learns, and it's just a pretty cool movie. It is good, because he gets pretty dark and deep there for a little bit. Well, he bit. does. He has to go to the darkness to see the light. When he which... sits in the bathtub with the toaster and Yeah, all he that. tries. And then he jumps in front of a train right. and all, or a car. But then he ends up saving the old man, or he tries to save the old man. He yeah. actually doesn't, and he realizes that sometimes it's just people's time, mm -hmm. even if he feeds him soup and takes care of him. It's just so we managed to start from bullying to uh, okay. evaluating Groundhog So, Day. but anyway, it's just one of my favorite movies. So I just wanted to comment on that. But okay. anyway, going back to the bully thing, um, you know, I kind of left off. My last note was about, um, you know, just understand that a bully is not a powerful person. They may be exerting power in a fearful way, but really it's someone who has no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. And they're really lost and they have no idea how to make friends. They have no idea how to connect except by making people afraid. Let me give you a hypothetical. Let's hear it. Let's say we got a call from school and they said one of your kids has been found bullying one kid really mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What do, what do, do I do with do my child? Do? Oh, well, it's it's all about discussion. Okay. I mean, the thing is, is one thing you and I talk about on this show is I would hope that that wouldn't be the first big conversation you ever have with a child. One thing that re we really try and do is have open discussions about everything that's going on with our girls, um, not at nauseum where they don't want to talk to us anymore. But if something comes up, it's not like a we, we don't put it under the rug. Right. Um, I was going to say shake it under the rug. We don't sweep it under the rug. We talk about it, and, and sometimes we come to a conclusion, and sometimes it's just keeping it open, mm -hmm. meaning we're aware of this, we know. So if I heard that, um, that would be a discussion, yeah. and that would be, it may have consequences. Bring out the belt. Yeah, no, oh, um, <laughs> as if. Um, but we, you know, we'd have a really deep talk, and there would be, most of our girls, when we get down to it, the tears usually come if they know that they did something that was um, against their heart knowing. Right. Um, I believe the children are innately good and they know they want to love mm -hmm. um, and if they can't get love sometimes they go to extreme measures to, to get some attention, get some attention. Right. and so when you bring them back down to that loving place not by putting fear in them but by talking through it and telling them you support them but this is not acceptable about you know I can't really go through the whole scenario but right. It, it you got to talk about it. Right. It's not something you immediately punish and put them in a corner. You got to get through it. You gotta, right, because if you just punish them then what are they really learning? They're learning that they need to keep it from you and hide it from you. Right. But if they can talk through it with you and you say, I love you no matter what. Right. There's something going on underneath right. that is perpetuating these things. Right. Are we going to go to, are we going to talk about the bad things? Tournament of bad. Okay. Um, we only have a, four, a few short minutes about okay. this, but I listen to sports radio a lot and they're doing something called the Tournament of Bad in celebration of March Madness. And um, basically they just came up with these random things that just suck. Like... <laughs> One is... Uh, the white crayon. The white crayon. Another is like Italian cruise ship captains. Um, canned peas. Canned peas. Just bad things. So we decided to do the same thing except with parenting. So the what is it called again? The tournament of bad. Tournament of so bad. So I came up with five things. We, we don't have a lot of time, but can I say mine? Yes. Say yours really quick. And then we want our listeners to supply some of their own bad things. Yeah. And we'll start it out. We'll start the conversation on the Facebook page. So here's mine. Right. Here's... I have a few. 
number one is when your child when your child's young and they poop their pants and it all it goes up their back. The blowout. The blowout. blowout. Okay, that's my number one. Number two, when my girls call for me and want help when I'm in the shower. That sucks. That's that's bad. That's that's in the tournament of bad. When my children have dirty feet. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I know, but I make them wash them because dirty feet drive You're me crazy. You're big into washing I know. Feet. Um, let's see. When my girls scream in the car. Oh, uh, yes. It drives me bad. crazy. Um, when my children don't eat over a plate and everything ends up on the, floor. on the floor. Like, they'll be so far from their plate that everything's just falling on the floor. And I'm like, can you eat over your plate? If we're going to seed this tournament, I think my seeds are going to be much higher uh, much more representative badness than yours. Okay, well, I got one more. Last one. And then Homework my... that goes past two hours. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. That sucks. Okay. Number one, me. Security lines at airports with children. Yeah. Oh, brut- brutal. Number two, dads who say they're babysitting their kids. <laughs> totally brutal. Number three, dads who, if your kid falls and scrapes their knee and the dad says, oh, you're okay. You're fine. Even Get though, up. Even though the kid is bleeding and crying. Okay, I like these. He's I not. like these. Uh, number four, mean people. Period. It's got nothing to do with parenting. I just think mean people are Well, bad. there's a lot of bumper stickers I see that say mean people suck. And you want to know why? Why? Because they do. Okay. And then last but not least, and this is more for you, uh, going through folders, finding out you have to do a lot of things for school, for the school. So when the kids come home, they have these folders, and you have to go through all the paper. Like, like buy Green Ranch dressing for a St. Patrick's Day celebration. <laughs> you have like all these things. And Girl Scout do. cookies for And it'll be like, turn this in, do this, turn this in. And I'm always like, ah, like at 3.30, I always have a little breakdown. So we got like 20 seconds. Our two sponsors is Poofin, Poofin.com. Check them out. And Avid Company, uh, painting, remodeling, truck, Chicago Land area. Avidco.net. Poofin.com. So we want your uh, help in filling out our tournament and bad. We're going to put some Facebook entries out there or email us at comments at sendparentingradio.com. You can check it out. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, Bully opens this Friday. Go check it out. Bye.